1: outspoken with white and jordan
0: 100 percent engagement it's a total disrespect download stand well back listen jim white and simon jordan i don't see that
2: view outspoken with white and jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station talk sport
0: hello and thanks for downloading outspoken the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily talk sport show Joining myself and Alex Crook today was former MK Dons manager Carl Robinson who gave his reaction to Deli Alley's recent tell-all interview. Plus, following his departure from West Ham, Mark Warburton gave an insight into why exactly he left the football club. Former MK Dons manager Carl Robinson is with us. The reason, Carl, I mentioned the MK Dons, I told you one day I went out to see one of your games, yeah. I, th- I, I think we were playing Peterborough. McAntony's Peterborough. You played very, very well indeed. But the standout boy that day, and this is some time ago, was one Delhi Alley. Now, in recent, I know, I know you keep in touch with, with, with Delhi. In re- in recent times, uh, Gary Neville, for his uh, show on the overlap, caught up with Delhi Alley. This was an emotional interview as Delhi Alley poured his heart out to Gary Neville.
3: Probably the saddest moment for me was when Mourinho was manager, I think I was 24. And I remember there was one session, like one morning I woke up, I had to go training. This is when he'd stopped playing me. And I was in a bad place. And I remember just looking in the mirror. (laughs) I mean, it sounds dramatic, but I was literally staring in the mirror. And I was asking if I could retire now. At 24, you know, doing the thing I love. For me, that was heartbreaking to even have had that thought at 24 to want to retire. That hurt me a lot that was another thing that i had to carry carl i mean that must have been painful listening for
0: you knowing knowing deli ali so well he talked about addiction um he talked about abuse he suffered as a child before he was adopted age 12 he talked about a whole range of things but at the same time not only various individuals including myself on this show were asking quite pointed questions when deli ali's drop in form was evident Mm. what's up with him what's up with him What's happened to this seriously good player? And why has he deteriorated so spectacularly? Well, now maybe people like myself have got to think,
4: yeah, that's got to come into it. Yeah. um, You've spoken to him recently? Yeah, it's something I've known for a while. Um, I think if you listen back to all of my comments regarding him... um, on this show and other shows was the person there's some there's something the person has to deal with and i think i've said that there's going to be a longer process rather than a, a quicker fix like a new club uh, a new this a new that it's got to be something about him that he's got to find a a reset button but not a reset button where it's just a flippancy to it there's got to be some sort of delve into the depths of some of the stuff that he's had to deal with I I say I watched twenty minutes. And I sort of it's some sort of stuff that I knew, and, and and just seeing him and knowing him as a as a person. I spoke to him when he was about to go over there. Um, we is the day. Go where to Turkey? No, when he when he went to America. Okay. When he went when he went over to America, I was speaking to Sam about going to Leeds. that's the day we went to Leeds, he was going on the plane, um, to to seek help, and and the bravery of him to and this one this is the bit that people forget okay yeah i thought gary neville did the show really well i thought the way he conducted himself his humility and the way he carried himself was impeccable but the decisions that delhi made to go on his own and keep that to himself when all everyone around was speaking and criticizing the bravery showed to himself first and foremost that's the most important thing is he as well and and to go and take that um at risk some would say some would then say he needed to to go American to America and to work on himself and then to come back and to do the, the, the article that he did and to be open and transparent you know there's always going to be kickbacks from it we all live in a in a vicious world where there's always going to be a negativity still thrown at him even at the back of something that he's done Hmm. but it, I think the, the place he's in right now he seems to be in a, in a good place I think the fact that he's injured mightn't be a bad thing short term I know he'll say he, he wants to play but I think just he's done it he's still got that time to sort of set himself to get ready and, and to go again
0: See, like, I mean it's a hostile place these days with social media Alex I mean many people when this came out with Neville said well if he's depressed all he's got to do is look at his spine balance
3: yeah, I mean, that's a very simplistic way of, of looking at it. The, the question I'd ask you, you said you n- knew for a while, Carl. H- how long are we talking? H- how long have Tottenham known for, do you think, for example? Uh, did, did they know when he suffered from that dip in form that maybe it was because he was addicted and taking I, sleeping I, tablets I on a regular
4: basis? I don't know too much about whether clubs would know about the addictions. I think they're, they're things that he would have probably kept to himself, but the obvious dip in form wasn't talent. It's certainly not talent. It's certainly not a work ethic. I was quite. I think again, i said on here about the, the Mourinho one where he said, "But his his training habits. And it was a recovery day." I I think that people knew there was something, but I don't think he was maybe willing to talk either. Mm. Um. And the fact is now he's got to that point in his life where he has to. Um. There's nowhere else to go. Uh. It was what something I did struggle with listening to it, but knowing him and and. It was almost one of the most proudest I've ever been of him as a, as a person. I, I, I love all the lads who play for me as a footballer, but fundamentally them as human beings come first and foremost, always. And I think one of the things that came across, the, the relationship they had with Mauricio was also incredibly important. Yeah. I remember going to Spurs a few times and speaking to Mauricio with Delhi was there, and you could see that rapport that he had with them and that belief that Mauricio had in them and the way Delhi saw the little cheeky chappy sort of response he'd give. But sometimes that the world of football can trap you into a situation where you feel there's nowhere else to go. I mean, and when you, manage, hangers, Carol, you on as well, though, Jim, And you go know on. this, we just hangers on right the way across our industry. There always has been where the wrong people get involved in situations as well. I'm not saying it's in this situation, but you can imagine that this is not all... There would have been an element of fear that goes across going from MK Don's to Spurs and what Mm. type of people do you get involved in
0: I mean, you've managed 700 games and your target's 1,000, so you know players inside out. Are you aware of underlying problems away from the football pitch?
4: I don't think you're you're 100% ever aware i think that's that's the importance of these shows that the that we have to enlighten people to understand that there's there is people struggling that, that do go around to be people in this building today that'll be having bad times but don't have that ability to to speak out and i think one thing that we do carry within within our industry especially within the media where we talk but we have a gravitas that people do listen and i think the the fact is that you've got people of, of an ilk where that to be looked up to, to be inspired to be, and people who think the money's the be-all and end-all. It's certainly not. Mm. His his health, exactly. his mental health, yeah. and his physical health come first. Oh, he's 27. Are we still to see the best of yeah, him? Yeah, I think there is. And I, I said this when me and Stuart had a debate on your show and the reason, because I knew this was part of the process that he, that he was on, that I think that over a longer period of time and listening to him and that the one words he did say to me, he seems to got that little bit of... Delhi played... Like he was free. You remember the Crystal Palace goal that he scored, and the, the goal in his Chelsea. When and it just uh, there was there was a sense of arrogance about him that he just went on a football pitch with a freedom that we all. And that's what really enlightened us when we watched him play. And that's the, I just feel like the structure of maybe the managers and then yeah. his life of it's it's the whole aspect of his life that has probably put him in the situation. But I think it's it's what he's done. And you know what? It will save a life. There's no stat out there that how many people talk, how many lives save. And and that that's important as well. That just what we speaking about today, there could be somebody listening that thinks I'm gonna to speak to somebody else. Or speak. Yeah. We'll never know. Yeah. And we'll never know the importance of the criticism that we give, the support that we give, or also when we're having a bad time sure. not feeling frightened to speak about it.
0: One hundred percent engagement outspoken with White and Jordan. No Simon Jordan at the moment He's back soon with us Lord Jordan Looking forward to that In the meantime You've got to put up with me With Alex Crook And with Carl Robinson uh, Formerly of MK Dons Of course Charlton Oxford And the rest 700 games And he's heading towards The 1000 mark Having managed uh, So many matches At the top level And three has become four Because we are delighted This lunchtime To welcome into the studio On the 17th floor Of the news building Right beside The Shard at London Bridge Former Queen's Park Rangers Former Rangers manager And more recently First team coach at West Ham United who lifted a European trophy last season. Mark Warburton is with us this lunchtime. How about that for a build-up? I'll take that,
2: Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why not? Because it's all true. How are you? Very well, Jim. Very well. Nice to be here. Nice talking to you.
0: It's great to have you on board. 50 days on from that Europa Conference League final win
2: uh, in Prague. I mean, tell us, what was it like on the night? It was a magnificent... The old cliches, it was a magnificent experience for the players, a great group of players who had worked so hard throughout the season, a difficult league campaign, it's fair to say, say, but um, a great way to end the season for the staff who had gelled so well and for the fan base throughout the season had given magnificent support. So it all came together on that evening and to finish it in such a way was magnificent. I was delighted for them, Carl yeah well it's an, no, English yeah, city. It's,
4: it's an English team first and foremost Yeah, um, and, and the criticism that from afar the scene, the manager was getting throughout the course of the season yeah, where they were in the league and the bitterness that goes with the success that they had the year before doing so well in the Premier League to then get that trophy it was almost like there you go take that and it, 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 it so was so, a bit so of that from afar that, that's, yeah. that's how it seemed to me because yeah. the, the criticism he was getting and, and it was one of them ones and, and you'll know why David Moyes was, is a good man and he's someone who's had tremendous success in for him to win that and
2: it was pleasing. How aware were you, Mark, of outside criticism? Oh, very aware, acutely aware, because of as Carl rightly said, the previous two seasons coming sixth and seventh, a great achievement, and, and building the squad and 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 building the whole. Philosophy of the club. So, to have that success, the expectation was so high going into last season. And then the recruitment, which is a key point. And Carl will tell you that to bring a number of new players is difficult. A number of foreign players getting used to the Premier League, top class players, the likes of Piquetta and, and Agard and Kara and Skamac and these boys coming in, first class players, but they take time to adapt, Jim. And, and that was a problem. We had that expectation, we had a wobbly start, a poor start. You know, some injuries, we lost all, all the centre-halves, all the basic things that managers have to deal with. But David had to deal with that, so that weight of expectation suddenly greatly increased.
3: How did he deal with the criticism behind closed doors? Because I remember being at London Stadium around Christmas time. They were well beaten at home, West Ham. I think it was by Brentford, actually, last game of the year. Yeah. And he didn't take too kindly, David Moyes, after the game when I asked him if he feared for his job. Did he ever show that kind of pressure was getting to him behind closed doors because he was very spiky that night?
2: I think if you're in football, Alex, you're competitive. You want to win. And you've got that competitive edge to you. So you're never going to take kindly to that type of question. (laughs) Nine times out of ten, you bite your tongue and you say the right political things. And, you know, it's football, it's a game. But you're going to catch people on the right night, shall I say, not the wrong night, the right night when they fire back. I don't mind that because you're not in a game unless you're competitive. You're not in a game unless you want to win. And you've got your own pride and the pride of the club. And he will fire back at the right time. There's only 10-Hag, he speaks nicely, Bob, by the way. He's <laughs> 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 uh, honest tonight, man? Alex
4: likes 10-Hag and that's it. A, <laughs> everyone else uh-uh. is rubbish. But it's a good point you've touched on, Mark.
0: I mean, you've been asked some hard questions. Yeah. It's our job to ask them. Alex was doing his job
2: that night. It's how the manager answers it. It's up to him. It is. But I've, I've been in and everyone will be in the same situation mm. whereby you can't win with your answer. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, you know so do you feel the pressure Mark yes so oh he's cracking under the pressure do you feel the pressure no I don't he doesn't understand he hasn't got the desire mm. you can't you can't win and I'm sure David when you manage clubs up Man United and the number of games that he's managed I mean the level he's been at for so long he can handle any any question but you're, Alex I think sometimes you've got to show your competitive edge
3: yeah. he always seems to have a yeah. sort of uneasy romance with the West Ham fans when it's going well they, they call him the Moisaya but when it's going badly as it was for a lot of last season they're pretty quick to turn in him aren't they
2: yeah, I think they are, but that football, I think now, the expectation is, is changing so quickly, and that's that weight that hangs around so many people's necks, and to have two, two magnificent seasons, to get the semi-final of the Europa League, to lose as they did in that manner to, to Frankfurt, um, they're in a strong position now. But there's also that talk, a club like West Ham, you hear it, the West Ham way playing football the West Ham way. I'm not sure what the West Ham way or the Spurs way or any way is. It's just you have to win games of football now. So I think the style of play will always come under question. End of the day, win the games of football. That's the most important thing.
0: I mean, the difficulty is handling that. You want it. You want to be in Europe. But it's tricky, Carl. And these guys found that out last season. Yeah. You've got Europe in the middle of the week yeah. and then you've got, oh, here they go again. Can they win in the Premier League this weekend? It ain't easy. No one's saying it is. These guys are well paid. But... Uh, Having said that, the schedule itself is tricky to handle. Look,
2: the physical loading on the players is obvious for everyone to see, but it's more that there's no assistance from the authorities. I'm not saying that. you know. What, but Sunday lunchtime you know, kick You sit there at that... 12.30 on a Sunday or one o'clock on a Sunday, or you're away on a long, a long trip on a Sunday. You get back in the early hours of Friday morning. Players get to their bed. They report in the afternoons for a rubdown. You're in Saturday and you're travelling again and you've got the early kick-off. It can't be right. It's almost like we try to do everything to make it even more difficult for the players. At the end of the day, the better condition they're in, the better the quality of end product, i.e. the game on the field. So look after the players as best you can. It's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, especially for, for West Ham, towards the back end of the season. Obviously, obviously,
4: fighting relegation, I don't think it was ever that... Desperate from afar, anyway, and it was almost it, it did become squeaky bum time at one stage. It did, but I think they were always I think, too I, I good. Think, I think everyone looked at like when we went into lead, you looked at the strength and depth of the teams in and around them. You thought it's easy for me to say, mate, because it looked like oh, they're never going to go down when you're in the middle of it. I've been there and you're thinking, oh, we could go down here if we're not careful. But balancing that out then with the European campaign, I could imagine that would have been a real difficult one because to win a trophy as we've seen for the fans of West Ham United was was unbelievable but would well, they took that with a relegation and it's almost good point. <laughs> so
0: when you were at Leeds with Sam were you looking at Mark and David Moyes at West oh, Ham David. thinking
4: they're going to be alright they had good, they had players at the top end of the pitch that could change the game and they had Declan Rice I, I never realized how good he was until we played you the second to last game of the season when we had to put Weston McKennie man, man Mark and him he scored actually mm. Um and I never realised how good he was and, and how he controls the game sometimes even on his own and when you see that level of quality that they possess then you look at the bench at certain times from mm. an offensive point mm. of view you knew they, they were always going to have it too much Give us the inside track on Declan uh, it was always is
0: it Arsenal or will it be Man City was it only ever going to be Arsenal
2: I think obviously there was a, a clear a clear line that was a favoured club there's no doubt about that for me Declan's quality on the pitch, as Carl says, when you play, come up against him live like that, mm-hmm. you see how he can control the tempo of a game and run the game. I was most impressed with his character. For a young guy just turned 24 to deal with what he has to deal with off the pitch, the demands on his time. Of course, when you're a top-level player, that's, that, comes with a, that comes with it. But there's no doubt that he's got the character, he's got time for everyone. I was so impressed with his, just his manner for a young guy. And to be captain of the club and to run it in a way he did, hugely impressed with Declan Rice. Yeah, the only way he's up at Arsenal, is it, do you think? I think he's got so much more to come from Declan. He's 24. You know, His prime might be 27 to 30, for example. There's so much more to come. Yeah. Tremendous athlete, tremendous player. We'll keep getting better and better. So excited to look forward to how he progresses from now.
3: Mm. Mm. and from what you're
2: saying about his character that price
3: tag most expensive player in British history that won't weigh on his mind at all he'll deal with that
2: I honestly don't think I don't want to tempt fate in any way but I just see him being a really strong character he loves football tight family you know the way he gets on with people his personality is first class so I don't want to see him wax lyrical but an outstanding player and an outstanding individual so delighted for the success he's had so far but I think there's loads more to come
0: I, I, think, I think many West Ham fans are, are saying on a daily basis, David Sullivan's got to stop counting the 100 million
2: <laughs> and start spending the 100 million. But how do you replace it? You know, suddenly people know you're cash rich. So the 20 million pound player becomes a 30 million pound player and, and so on. So you know you're cash rich. You've got the money from Declan. You know, you got you got to try and look at the the likes of you know, Lucas Piquetta and these boys, Scamacca, who came in last year. Lucas Piquetta, what a player! Him yeah. alongside Declan, what a pairing! He's unbelievable, He's incredible. But talent. Sullivan can't
0: go to Man U and offer twenty million for Maguire and expect to get him, can he?
2: I, the finances, Jim, are say above my pay grade, but I'm looking at it saying they'll know they're cash rich. Yeah, they've got money in the bank, and and anyone will let on twenty percent. That's the no more thing to do. Says Mark Warburton, be- who
3: knows the world of finance inside <laughs> out. <still> <laughs> there seem to be two distinct lists, though. You've got the the Premier League based players, the McTominays, McGuire, Luke Shaw, Conor Gallagher. They look who they looked at, and then a separate list of players in Europe that maybe represent better value in the market if you were still part of the backroom staff and David Moyes was asking your advice would you go British or would you try and tap into that European market
2: I think there will be I'm not, never going to speak for David obviously but I think there'll be a tendency to go British I think you know when you lose the likes of Mark Noble the year before and you lose Declan and you got other rumours about Aaron Cresswell as a, another first class talent and character if you start to lose your British spine I think you'd be keen to replace that and if you look go back to recruitment of last year Scamacca, Carer, Paquetta, you know, a guard, top quality players, but getting used to the Premier League. I'm not sure they can take that risk again.
0: Carl, this applies to you as well as Mark. The transition, the transition involved from being a number one to suddenly being a number two or in a backroom staff, as Mark <laughs> was at West Ham, is it tricky when it comes to making that work? Yeah. Um Don't look at Mark Warburton. Look at us. <laughs> Mr. don't No, because it was... it, it had an elite more... with Sam.
4: Yeah, it was weird because... It, I was frightened to say what at certain times like, as a manager you, sometimes you work on instinct and you accept the responsibility for your instinct and the games that you've done and what you've seen but then you, you've got an instinct you're like I, I need to try this instinct out with the manager and then he might have a different view on it and it's just that ability to really be forthright with your opinion and carry it out and then accept that responsibility good over and Sam was really good at me I was quite lucky like he he, he He let me do what I needed to do. He was quite open for us to do that. Yeah. Team selection, he he involved me in a lot of it. Um, The meetings, I missed doing the meetings. Uh, I I accept responsibility for, for what you do. I loved it. What I remember him, his one Monday, because he had to speak to people, likes of him in the press. And, uh, <laughs> likes was, of me, likes of him. Obviously, he wasn't 10 knocks, so or he, he would have gone for Sam as well. <laughs> um, so and I remember him thinking, that's the last thing you want to do now. He had the three hours, all the presses that he's got to do. And when we got beaten in the game, I remember looking at him thinking, you've now got to go out and speak to the media and you've got to put that face on and not, not lie but yeah. back your players support your players yeah. keep the fans optimistic keep the chairman happy with all of the messages I just sat and got a shower and waited for him to come in so there's little bits of it I enjoyed yeah. it was probably that and you probably agree with that other parts you didn't enjoy other parts I, I, I really the missed with. the management
0: I mean Mark you're in record as saying regards your situation with David Moyes at West Ham, I think David and I have different philosophies um, on the game, which is part of the reason he wanted me to come in. But you said, I, I think I just found that really challenging.
2: Yes. Um, Are yes. you
0: responsible for these words, Mr Mark Warburton?
2: Yeah, I was very much so. David and I have gone on the same vacation place for years and years of families, purely by chance. And and last summer this came up and we played golf a couple of times and and the offer came up and my philosophy is is more attacking. Um, David's obviously built a fantastic reputation on a strong defence hard, hard to beat etc so that was a combination that was the idea but I think not not, not in a rude way at all David is that what I'm saying but it's hard to change the way you do things Carl's got a way of managing I've got a way of managing and you you try and delegate you try and be open minded did you clash at all yeah we clashed absolutely in a, in a good way you should do I think any any manager would want to be challenged and, and it got to the point that I've, I felt for me I was getting frustrated and and there's a point that you. my job is to support the manager. If you're a number two, Carl's job there is to support Sam, make his job easier and make it the best he can do. And I knew that was my ultimate responsibility. But at the end of the day, it's was eating away inside of you and you use those decisions. The hardest thing for me, I agree with everything Carl said, the hardest thing is when you're a manager, you form a relationship with a player because you're the manager. And players aren't stupid. They know that you're the decision maker. So Carl would have had a great relationship with certain players because the players know he picks a team. He does the contracts, he knows. And it's really hard as a number two to form that really tight relationship. So
0: in many cases, the way that Moyes went about it
2: at West Ham, you didn't approve and you had to bite your lip. It wasn't approved, far from it. He'd look at his experience, look at his track record. He's managed Man United, the biggest club in the world he's managed. So full of respect for that. Second. But, no, he <laughs> was right the first time. I knew that was coming. But um, but you have to absolutely respect that. I was really keen to learn. learn a lot. But my point is, um, I'm... I've done a lot of games, I have my way of doing it. And it got to the point I thought, well, you live once, you've got to do what you think is right. And I never want to fall out with David. I think he said the same thing. Friendship's too important, so we did the right Did you thing. not
4: find you the other way around, though, with, with the players, the, the ones that weren't playing, still liked you? Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> when you're a manager, the ones who aren't playing just don't yeah, like you. Yeah. And, and for as much as what you try and be honest with them and transparent, they don't like where, when the gaffer was dropping, people, I can still speak to them, have a coffee with them. And they didn't... Yeah. have any they didn't flare up I things?
2: mean so
0: much so Mark you're quoted as saying your friendship with Moyes would have been in danger if we'd carried on with me challenging in certain ways no. so was there a danger of it being fractured because you,
2: you you know you didn't see it eye to eye no not at all there's, there's no. no story Jim in that respect it's, it's two I'd say senior people in a in the right way you know, challenging each other. I think any job, you want to be challenged. The last thing you want is to have a number two, number three, number four, who don't give you their opinion, who aren't honest with you. If you have yes men, you're doomed to failure. So I'm sure myself, Billy, Paul Nevin, Kevin, all of these guys here would would say the right thing. But I got to the point where I knew that I was challenging too often uh, and it wasn't right. David, he's the manager and it was important. So it was an amicable party. Yeah, very much so. I phoned David David on the Friday after the, the parade. And said, um, I think for us, for the sake of our friendship, let's do the right thing. So well, we, you
0: contacted him to say that's it for we me. We
2: would have spoke either way, Jim. It was no, There's no story there. It was just David and I had a good conversation. It was the right thing to do because I think we're we're old enough and mature enough to, to I, I think, to make the right decisions.
3: There was a situation at Palace, wasn't there, with uh, Sean Derry when he fell out with Patrick Vieira because Vieira didn't like the tone with which he addressed the players. I think after they'd lost to Everton, obviously you've been in both situations do you fall down on Vieira's side in in this instance, or was Sean Derry right to voice his unhappiness as a Palace legend and as part of the backroom stuff?
2: I think it's a, that's a relationship you form with people, isn't it? That's a yeah. relationship, understanding, and I think how you talk to people is key. Alex, how we did though, I think how you communicate, the level of respect that you show, is everything. You can speak your mind but do so in a respectful fashion if you if you ever overset the line then i think you break that relationship i think it's too fast and sean was one
4: of was my assistant, and he did that one of the players and i think sometimes an assistant as a manager you don't want to be that one always being a, the enforcer mm-hmm. i think there's been times and i'm sure you would don't when you, you go to your, your, your assistant is just have a, have a go at one or two of them and then you sort of you sort of wait and go to the toilet and Wait for that, and then you come in and go right. Calm, is everyone set? So you you do need that little bit of bite yeah. in the person who's supporting you. Mm. Um, if I've shown Derry, I've had Harford, they've had Richie, but all people who have managed uh, Craig Short, and I like the fact that they have got that in them, uh, yeah, bit of balls yeah. to go yeah. and go. See you, yeah. And it, there was only one time I was at the Gaffer that was at Sam at Leeds that I actually had to go at a player because I felt he was disrespecting the manager to fit, of, he's up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I actually said something to him in front of all the players because I felt it was a bit disrespectful at that time. So I do think it's important that the players know that the person who stood alongside the manager's got that, just that bit of grit and that strength yeah. of character. But, yeah,
2: but also it's how often you use it. Yeah, if you think yeah. it's gunpowder, so I like had David Weir, outstanding, obviously now brighton and a superb individual, top character, and John Eustace. So they wouldn't ever go very often, but you have to be good cop, bad cop, and I would say John, you'd be bad cop. So he would go in and rip into for two or three minutes, but not every week, not every month even, but you knew that when he did it, it meant something that was powerful.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
3: download stand well back listen outspoken with white and Jordan
0: from
2: the world's biggest sports radio station talk sport
0: right here in studio we're joined by Mark Warburton alongside Carl Robinson alongside Alex' crook um guys it would be remiss of me not to mention this one thing is changing the whole landscape of football and we know what that is the Saudi Pro League even Pep admits it
1: the Saudi League changed completely the market. Many things happened expected. So a few just 15 months ago, one year ago when Cristiano was the first player and there, anyone could imagine how amount the top top quality extraordinary players, you know, is going to play in the Saudi League. And and maybe in, I think in the future, in the close future it's going to happen more and more. So that's why all the clubs has to be, you know, what is going on, what is going to happen, because at the end, Riad got an incredible, incredible offer. With a 32 years old, cannot be rejected. So and that's why we cannot say, don't do it. So he has to. It's not about the threat. It's about it's a reality. And they wanna, they wanna <clears throat> create a strong league. And what they are doing so far, the only league can do it so they are, so at the end the Premier League has spent more than the other ones because the organisation of the Premier League organised the, the Premier League itself through the ballcasters or sponsors or whatever is higher than the other leagues so, so that's why So the clubs can spend what they have and right now Saudi Arabia, I don't know how long we sustain that but the feeling has arrived to stay and what they want to do I would say they are. If the, the players will take this experience to go to play, in, to play in that league, they are able to do it.
0: Alex and I have been joined by uh, Mark Warburton. Carl's been with us since 10. Uh, Pep Guardiola saying there, guys, the, re- the reality is they're here to stay and they are. And Mark, you look at it. So over the weekend, I was, I was speaking to some of the Saudis. What are they up to? We're in pursuit of finding the best version of ourselves. So what does that mean? We're looking to increase competitiveness, create long-term growth, long-term growth, Mark. Become one of the top 10 leagues in the world. They've already done that, Mm -hmm. in my view. They say 80% of the Saudi people either watch, attend, or play football. But here's the deal. Anytime they need to throw money at a big project, and Ronaldo was probably the biggest, Mark, they can dip into the public investment fund, a sovereign wealth fund. Which is right now, today, this Monday lunchtime, assets of five hundred and thirty billion pounds.
2: So, if you look at you look at interest rates, if they get five percent on their investment, look at what they have every year. This is loose change to them in terms of actual outlay of money. So, I think you'd be foolish to underestimate it, Jim. You'd be foolish to say this is a short-term venture. Look at the Gulf as well. This is not going to be a, a you've gone in two or three years' time. There's long-term plans. My initial problem is it is the lack of no, it's the lack of history. You can't buy history in terms of the fan base and building it and father to son and grandfather to father and all these things that come with the, with the established leagues. You look all around the world. Would you so, be tempted? Have they approached uh, you? I've had an interest to go to Saudi. Uh, You're it, interested there? No, they came to me, but it wasn't for me, Jim, personally. It's not for me. It's a big it's a big culture change. Um, there's, no, there's not in any way been derogatory to Saudi. Far from it. It's a complete lifestyle change. But I think in terms of the league, they are here for the long term they can buy any player and people say it's greed it's not greed they're working men any manager coach players are working man. and if you get offered 10 times your money whatever it may be you're gonna go so i understand that fully but i think now they will need time the one commodity they need is time to establish what they're trying to do
0: and what was it the key factor in you saying no because they'd offer you maybe 10 times what you might have been
2: in truth financially it wasn't quite right for me and in terms of the lifestyle and quality of life and what I'd like to do, I'm at a certain age, Jim, I've got to choose wisely. If I'm 40 years old, 45 years old, I can afford to make a mistake or a bad choice. I can't at my age. I have to make sure I choose wisely. It's
3: a great point you make about history because we've been debating this, Jim, and you've said that if Ronaldo is playing Benzema, you're going to sit down and watch that as opposed to you know maybe even a Premier League game. If Burnley were playing Luton, you would choose the Saudi option. I may do. I wouldn't. And uh, I think because of the history and the tradition, I can relate more to Swindon against Port Vale than I can to... Al Hillel against Al Ackley It, it just doesn't do it
4: for uh, me. But it just show, you don't know the two names. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I try really hard
4: there. I'm
0: not bothered, Mark, about how the teams do. I don't care who wins
3: it, but I care who so plays it. So, how it. can you get inv- it, invested you, in that in that product if you don't care about the outcome of the result? I want to see how Jota, formerly of Celtic,
0: does in this company. I, I want like, to see how Jordan Henderson behaves. Does it, is he going to earn his 350 grand be a week?
4: Better because the leaves poor. I want to see how Gerrard operates as a manager the out pool. there. Let's let's that's not call. Cool. Listen, they've got what 20 good players that's it so we can sit here and speak about it the, the rest of it's bang average right they've got but they've got 20 outstanding players so, that have gone across there and that's just a start though carl yeah i know it'll increase and i know but you said before for for me the the championship and we've managed in that it is one of the most exciting leagues the, the entertainment that you get the, the history that you mentioned before the hustle, but it's 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 ingrained in us. I think we're a different to so maybe some other countries could we have that history, that tradition with our game that we love so much. So maybe we're a little bit different to players on the continent. We might find it easier to go to Saudi Arabia. For me, it's 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 not what I want to see. So so it's like I, can you can see see, a I you're saying? I can but, see Henderson. I can see, a I can see a Vardy. Can so can Henderson why. still expect to be picked by Southgate? I don't. But I don't think the level of competition that he plays week in week out will allow him to play. He'll coach for I, it at the level that he will needed to be successful and for that, that's, that's a it. no then. That's yeah. a
2: long-term plan, Jim. Yeah. The long-term plan is to raise the quality of the domestic player. That has to be. You look at the MLS and you mm. go back to the days of bestem and Rodney Marsh and Pele. Yes. You had three outstanding world talents at the end of their career and nothing behind it. The MLS have now built up a quality of domestic player. The Saudis will need time to build mm. up the qualities. Carl's right. You can't have 15, 20, 25 world-class players and nothing else in the squad.
0: Do you know what, Mike? You've just nailed it because he said to me... The top of their football pyramid, Carl, was the last part that needed fixing. The leagues below, they're happy with. They've got the best under-23s, they say, we have the best under-21s going. It's a top flight. So what do we do with the top flight? They've increased from 750 coaches to 5,500 coaches in their country. They're trying to entice people, like Mourinho, like others, who so far have said no. But they're not going to stop because they know they can buy f1 they can buy boxing they'll buy tennis they're buying golf they want to buy football
4: Listen, you, you can't buy it. history like like you have said. to respect you have to respect it though you have to respect Absolutely. The, the, the 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 dreams and the, the ambitions that they have for for their country but it doesn't mean that i have to agree with it it doesn't mean that i have to like it you said before swindon i don't like swindon because the oxford connections but <laughs> so that was a bad cl- club for me but for me and we've worked at different levels and when you go to these, these games within our country, they'll never be able to get there. They won't. The infrastructure in this country, but I understand the different sports can be bought. Formula One's different. Golf's different. It is. You can move it around anytime you want. Yeah. And you
0: two so far have said no. Yeah, you yeah, wouldn't yeah. go. Mark, you've already told them you're not going. But there's going to be a time they're going to go for it and in terms of let's try Klopp. Let's try Pep.
2: I honestly think, Jim, this is a long-term, you've, you've rightly said it there, this is a long-term plan. This is not a short-term no. a short-term project by any means, so you have to respect the fact they're going to be here for the long haul and they're going to put in place certain building blocks to get where they want to get to. The domestic game is huge, quality of coaching, coach education, all of the things that we take for granted. They've got the money to accelerate those processes, but you still cannot accelerate. too. But you need time to build what you need to build.
0: Yeah, they're quite candid about it, Carl. I'm yeah, just looking at some of the things that I was told over the weekend. They, 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 they love football the most in the country. Of all sports, this is what they love. But they feel they didn't have the level of experience on or off the pitch. Yeah. And now they're, quotes fixing that. Yeah,
4: yeah, and and for me, you speak about the coaches. What are the coach qualifications like? Who's delivering the qualifications? We're very lucky within our country. Our FA are, are one of the best in the world at how we promote and develop our own coaches. I do think in 10 years' time, we could all be sat around having a conversation and our view could be completely different. And it might be, because it, it might just grow. But where we sit right now, it's brave of the players to go there, but they are all players. Maybe Jot's a bit different. I mean, Most of them, yeah, there's about 70% of them are towards the back end of the career. as a manager? Well, I think any game improves a manager, regardless of whatever you manage. But the level of competition managing at Glasgow Rangers or, or Aston Villa and, and the pace and the speed, and that's a big thing I notice when we're into Leeds, when you stand on that touchline and the level of quality of players that runs past you and the, the speed of thought and then the manager has to think of that same intensity as well. That's the challenge of a manager on a touchline at the top level of our game. Will they have that over in Saudi? I don't think so.
3: And could it not have the opposite effect for Gerrard? If, if, if he ends up finishing seventh in the Saudi league, if, if, he, obviously if he goes, if it goes for a job in this w- w- country in three years where time. Where was
4: Steven going to go though? Things are a bit different for him and this is where I stick up for him, obviously being a Liverpool fan as well, but it's, where does he go? He'd have got because, a championship job wouldn't he? I it? know, but he, but he's almost, people would be looking for him to fail. The problem with like Steven Gerrard or even a Frank Lampard, they were so good as a player and we could never bring them down as a player because they always play well. Oh, as a manager, we know how hard it is to succeed. So we, wherever he went, there'd be someone sticking a knife in him. That's part and parcel of it. It's you just two know play. that. You've got to deal attention. with the scrutiny.
2: Yeah, it's fair play though. He's, he's been brave. He's gone over to a different market to challenge himself and learn. And part of the learning will be dealing with players maybe below the level he had at Rangers and Villa. So how does he get his message across to slightly less players? So it's a challenge, no doubt. I think he would be better for it and hope he does really well and then he can have the choice of where to go from there. Your 100% essential download, Outspoken, with White and Jordan.
0: Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back tomorrow. Small details are big surfaces? Tight corners or odd shapes? Flat, rounded, textured or tall? Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.